Hi guys, welcome back to Girl Therapy. I'm your host, Nicole. And today it's just me and you again, baby. I love when it's just us in the studio. We're going to actually talk about a topic that somebody commented on my YouTube. So shout out to that person. We're going to talk about being independent and decentering men in dating in your early to mid 20s. And then we're also going to talk about getting attached and no contact. We're going to cover all the bases today. So grab your pen and paper. <laughs> I thought that this was such a great topic because it's actually something that I've worked on a lot in my life and kind of going through right now. First thing I want to dive into is just about being independent. Personally, I have always been a very independent person. I think part of it's part nature, part nurture. Just the way that I grew up, like I was a very self-sufficient child. I was always cooking for myself. I never had a babysitter. If my parents had to go to work, I was home alone or I was with my sister. I just have always had a very like independent upbringing. I even started working at a very young age. I think I started working as soon as I could get a job. I started working. That alone also breeds independency. I was like getting my own paychecks. I had my own fun money. I you know, knew what it was like to work hard. If I needed something, I didn't have to necessarily rely on my parents to pay for it. I had to pay for my own gas. It was, as soon as I got a job, I was kind of cut off essentially where it was like, if I wanted to buy clothes, I had to buy them myself unless it was a special occasion or my mom offered to take me shopping. But there was no more like mom or dad's, you know, money or credit card. They weren't sending me into town with 50 bucks anymore. It was all up to me. So I really had to work for everything that I wanted. That just from the start made me a very independent person. As an Aries myself, I'm a leader. I go after things that I want. Even if I want to go to the movies or if I want to go to a restaurant or something, I'm just going to go. If nobody wants to go with me, I'm just going to go. I've never been afraid to go into a store alone. I've never been afraid to do things alone. If I want to go on a hike, I'll go alone. I've naturally always had that mindset where it's like I can't rely on other people to want to do things with me. I can't rely on other people to make life happen for me. I've never been the type to like wait around for someone to do something. To a point, sometimes I think maybe maybe that's bad. I'm like, am I like really hyper independent? It's because I've always provided for myself and done things for myself. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's really difficult for me to ask for help. A lot of the times I know that I can figure it out myself and I know that I could do it myself. Would it be easier if I asked somebody else? Sure. But I've just like always never wanted to rely on somebody else. It's really hard for me to trust that somebody else will be able to get things done as I want them to be done. Being independent is just trusting yourself, trusting that you can get things done, trusting that you can provide yourself everything that you desire in this world. And I don't just mean financially, I also mean emotionally. I've realized that nobody is responsible for my feelings. It is up to me to take care of my mental health and it is up to me to check in with myself. And I'm actually really proud of myself for being as independent as I am. I was able to move multiple times all by myself. I've been able to support myself financially, been able to accomplish all the things that I want by myself essentially. If you are a very independent person, you should be proud of yourself. If you can provide the standard of life that you want for yourself, that's fucking amazing. I view myself as a very strong person. That can be intimidating for a lot of people and that can be intimidating for men especially. So let's talk about getting into dating now. I'm actually dating less than I ever have before in my life, which is crazy because I feel like people would think you're 28, 
you should be prioritizing dating. You should be thinking about kids, a house, a ring. And I remember when I was younger too, probably when I was like 16, 17, I was like, I'm going to be in a relationship by this age. And then I'm going to be engaged by 24, married by 26, and then pop out my kids. That was what I thought was going to happen for me. And now being 28, I'm like, what the fuck? I could not even imagine. I don't know why I thought that. That is like literally insane. Thinking back, I'm like, I really thought I was going to be married by now. <laughs> even though I think the pressure is becoming less and less on women now that's like we're freezing our eggs. We have our own careers. Like we are very independent. We're not like getting married at 20 anymore and just being housewives. We have a whole life to live as well. It's becoming very normal for people to be having kids in their late 30s and be getting married in their late 20s and also in their 30s. There is still a little bit of that pressure and I do get it from like my family too. And it was even just when I was home for Christmas, I was in the car with my stepbrother. Him and my, my sister are married. Oh, sorry, my brother-in-law. That is so weird. No, I was in the car with my brother in law my sister is not married to my stepbrother <laughs> probably at my age now they were getting married he's only seen me they've my family's only seen me in one relationship they haven't like seen me with a serious guy in a really long time i'm in the car with my brother-in-law he picked me up from the airport and i swear just mid-conversation out of nowhere he looked at me and he was like you know nicole i really do hope that you find your guy and i'm like chris what the fuck where did that come from why did you say it like that? Like, you're saying it like it's not going to happen. It was almost like he was like, you're getting, you're getting old. Like, you should, you know, I really hope you find that guy. I really hope you find your guy. I'm like, nobody asked, first of all. Second of all, I was like, where did that come from? And like, why do you sound so concerned? And he was like, I don't know. I just like, I hope that you find, you know, your person. And I'm like, but I, I don't care. Like, no, I do care. But I was like, but that's not my main priority right now. Like, that's not my focus. My life does not revolve around me finding a man my life doesn't revolve around me finding my boyfriend like I'm very fulfilled right now I have all these things going for me I just moved to Miami I have a career I live in a great city like I have so many projects that I'm working on and all he could say was I really hope that you find your guy and I'm like is that what's gonna make you look at me and think I'm successful is that what's gonna make you look at me and think oh she's finally got it all together shockingly my life is kind of together for the first time ever I would say like I kind of have my shit together so for him to like say that it kind of made me feel like do you think that I don't have my shit together or do you think that like I really am missing something in my life because you didn't pick up me and my fiance I realized how much that I've deprioritized finding a partner in this probably last like year or so of my life personally like I've never been the type to serial date or text never been the type to have to like talk to somebody all the time I have a lot of friends who are always talking to a guy when I was in high school obviously like I was like texting people and stuff like that when I didn't really have much of a life going on it was just school and me being a teenager I'll flirt with the guys over texts and whatever but like I don't really have that now like I haven't had somebody who I allow to have that much of my energy who isn't my boyfriend when you are younger that's like a fun thing to do feeds your ego a little bit feeds like your validation because maybe you don't know yourself that well you're coming into yourself you're starting to you know figure out the things that you like and who you are and it's it's just fun when you're younger I think when you're a little bit older and you're in your mid-20s, if you're constantly texting guys, you constantly feel like you need to be talking to somebody, that's a problem. I think that texting somebody that you're not serious with or just like constantly feeling the need to 
talk to somebody is a form of an insecure attachment. It also is like a little bit of needing that validation from somebody constantly. I think when you get older and more secure in yourself and you figure out who you are, you shouldn't feel the need to text so many people who one, don't really know you. Like people who just meet off of dating apps and then are texting these people every single day and they haven't even met them yet. It's a little bit like, what are you gaining from me? Because you don't really know me as a person and I don't really know you as a person. So this is an energy exchange. And what are we doing here? If we're just talking every single day, why are we doing this? Am I filling your time? Are you bored? Do you need the validation? Like talking to guys all the time and you're not meeting them and you're not approaching dating in a sense of like, I want to, you know, be serious with somebody, but at the same time, you're not my entire life. There should be more of a strategy to dating and it can't just be us texting people nonstop for whatever the reason is, if there's not a means to an end. As I've gotten older and more secure with myself, it's gotten increasingly easier for me to eliminate people or characters from my life who aren't adding value. Instead of filling my time with texting random men off Hinge or wherever I'm meeting them, I'm deciding to fill my time with hobbies, with creative outlets, with friends, anything that makes me feel more fulfilled anything that makes me a better version of myself and at the end of the day is making me more of an interesting and dynamic person. It's really important to me to spread the message that you can be single and live a fulfilled life. I feel like TikTok spread this weird environment and you know even on my page I think like because I talk about dating a lot, I talk about guys a lot, that's all people will maybe see about my content and they think that that's all she thinks about or that's all she does. The next page that you scroll and it's like a tarot reader and she's like he's thinking about you right now and then you scroll to the next one and it's like how to know if he likes you and then you scroll to the next one and it's a girl and she's like this is what you need to do to get him to text you back then you scroll to the next one and it's like a happy couple and whatever and you're kind of like is everybody in a relationship or talking about being in a relationship or getting into a relationship or dating it does kind of start to feel like like that's all the world revolves around a little bit I got this comment from somebody once who was like it's really sad that like all you talk about as men or something like that and I was like ew like you don't know me yeah I do talk about that a lot on the internet because it's fun and it's funny but that's not my life and I never want to project the image that like the only thing that I have going on up here is thoughts of men in dating and you know what he's doing right now or there's so much more that I have to offer there's so much more that you have to offer that isn't about you know men and dating TikTok makes it look like that's what we should all be doing but you could just not we could just not date that's okay <laughs> it's okay to not be looking for somebody and I even said this to like my brother-in-law I'm like I'm not really dating right now like that's not my main focus and I'm okay with that and I'm making that a conscious choice and I mean that should be a good thing and that shouldn't be like a weird thing I believe that it's gonna happen for me regardless there's no reason for me to chase after something that I want to find its way to me like I want to be such a happy and fulfilled person by myself and then my partner will come in at the right time. So I personally don't know somebody who is in a really healthy and successful relationship who previous to that didn't have a really happy full life. I think about all my friends who are in relationships and all of them were not really looking for it when it found them. None of them were serial dating. None of them were trying to force something. All of my friends who are in really happy, healthy relationships are great people who live amazing lives, who attracted the perfect partner for them when both of them were ready and it's why they've all been in really successful relationships 
And some are even going on to be engaged because they found each other as two whole people. They were adding to each other's life, not making each other's life. There's no one or the other person who needs that other person to feel good. Obviously, being together, they feel good. I'm very confident that if any of my friends, and God forbid, who are in a relationship, they broke up, I know that they would be okay because they didn't find that person when they were at their lowest. They found that person when they were at their best. They are very secure in who they are and what they have to offer. And that is always the healthiest way to find a partner and the only way you're going to attract the right partner by just loving my life and going through my life and radiating good energy and surrounding myself with people and things and doing things that I love, I'm going to attract the right person. And the more in touch with myself that I become, the more aligned I'm going to become with somebody else. I'm going to meet my person doing the thing that I love, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think I'm going to meet my person in a club because I don't love a club. And that's not me honoring my truth. If I'm at a club and I meet you, unless you hate your life and you're there too we're probably not life partners because at this point I don't think I could date somebody who loves going out and partying that's just not who I am and we're gonna have problems the way that I'm going to find my right person and attract the right person is by doing the things that make me happiest that's kind of like all I have to say about that about decentering men it's like you should just be living your life when they come along they come along but whenever you look for something you can't find it and I know that to be true because how many times have you lost a piece of jewelry and you look for it you look for it you can't find it and then one day you randomly pop it pops up that's how I think it's gonna be when I find my man as soon as I find that person I'm gonna know immediately in your early 20s when you're like talking but it's like are we really gonna get married like are we really like I'm 28 years old so the person that I'm with next is like probably gonna be the person that I end up marrying hopefully I'm not gonna put that pressure on it but I'm not wasting my time dating somebody at this point who I don't think could be my forever partner I'm not going to involve myself in relationships that aren't serving me or bettering my life or making my life easier I'm not gonna stick around in anything like that I'm so happy in my life and I have so many things going on I don't need to just fill the void like I don't have any gaps in my life to fill like I'm not keeping people around just to have people around I'm not collecting bodies like I'm just I don't feel the need to just have people around to have them around this kind of leads me to like attachment I think that if you are providing for yourself emotionally financially and you are filling your life with so many things that make you happy, whether it be friends, sports, hobbies, whatever it is. I don't think you would even be able to get attached to somebody who isn't bettering your life. I'm not I'm not going to say like I'm not immune to getting attached. I think we're all human. I'm going to get attached. If you are sharing time and physical intimacy with somebody and you have like an emotional bond as well, chances are you're going to get attached, you know? I, I want to make it clear that there's nothing wrong with getting attached. You know, same on TikTok and all these videos that surface on the internet were like, how to not get attached, how to whatever. And it's like, can we talk about how it's okay to get attached? I don't think that that's a bad thing. What makes it a bad thing is, is when you get attached to the wrong person or you don't have a secure attachment style. I think it's a good quality to have. I would hate if I just like never had deep enough feelings for somebody to not get attached that would make me feel a little bit soulless like I would rather be attached than not what is so important is having a healthy attachment style and having a 
healthy relationship with yourself. Because like we were just talking about before, I think when you have a healthy relationship with yourself, probably going to have a healthy attachment style. All the times that I have felt an attachment to somebody or gotten anxiously attached to somebody were times where I felt I was lacking. I didn't have, you know, a good sense of self-worth. I didn't have a sense of purpose. I was lost in a lot of areas in my life. Maybe I didn't feel so good about my body or maybe I didn't feel so good about something that was going on in my life where I needed that quick validation where I would attach on to somebody who gave me that quick sense of validation or made me feel like, <clears throat> okay, well, um, if they're ta- if like, you know, they're talking to me or you know, I can get a response out of them or I sleep with them or whatever, maybe I'll feel a little bit better. And then maybe that'll help me feel better overall in general. And then when you start doing that, you start attaching to the wrong person. Then you start putting all your self-worth and your validation and you you start putting all your insecurities on this one person. Like you latch on to that person. Then it gets even worse when they are not treating you properly or maybe not the right person for you. Now you're attached to somebody who isn't better in your life. And now it's like if they don't want you, if they don't sleep with you, if they don't text you, if they don't you know, swipe up on your story, then it's like, oh my God, now I'm really going to have a mental breakdown. Now I really don't feel about good about myself because I was putting all my self-worth, everything onto this other person. I was projecting that onto that person, relying on them to feed that part of me that like I needed that I wasn't giving myself. And now I'm not getting it from them. Now I have an anxious attachment to that person. Now I'm running back to that person. Now I'm in a weird cycle because I need to get their validation so that I feel good about myself again. So it all comes down to really you making sure that you have a good relationship with yourself. At the end of the day, you're your person. You have to be your person. Let's say like you're starting to date, you're starting to talk to somebody. That's great. Like you're starting to like somebody. Amazing. I love that for you. And that's actually a really scary time to be in because when you start to like somebody, it's like, oh my God, I like this person. People talk about wanting to like somebody. Even me, it's like, I'm like, I want to find my person, but I'm scared shitless for when I do. I'm so scared of that person who who I like, who is showing me love, who is, you know, all these things because it's kind of, it is scary. It's like, I found this person and I don't want to lose my sense of self. I don't want this person to hurt me. I think like when you are starting to date and you don't want to maybe attach too early on or attach to the wrong person, keep your life busy. Have stuff going on. Have activities throughout the week. Have plans with friends. Don't be afraid to make plans with friends. Don't drop everything for this person. This person, because then you will have so much resentment. If you start dropping things for this person, if you start waiting around, if you're maybe like, oh, like I was going to go to dinner, but like maybe he'll text me or I was going to go out with my friends, but like maybe he'll want to meet up later or like, you know, I, I was just about to go to the gym, but now he wants to go and do this. Like, Don't put your life on hold for anybody else. You need to feel secure enough in yourself that you have more to offer than just being a convenience. If they text you and you're fucking busy or you have plans, go do those things and say to them, hey, like I would really love to see you, but I actually, you know, have plans. How about we do something tomorrow? See how they respond. If you can't just be the only one working around their schedule, they have to work around your schedule as well. And the right person isn't going to be scared because you have to like push things to another day. And if they're like, okay, well, then you don't like me or you don't want to see me, then that's their problem. And then they have a bad attachment style and you don't want to be with somebody like that either because that is just that is just triggering me that just sounds like the most toxic thing to be with somebody then who doesn't have 
a good sense of self-esteem, sense of self. By setting a boundary and by continuing to live your life, you're going to attract somebody who is also doing that. You know, you want to attract somebody who's a very understanding person. I have stuff going on in my life too. If I was texting a guy and I asked him to hang out and he was like, oh, I can't do anything today. I'm really sorry. I had plans to do this with my friend, but how about tomorrow? I'm not going to freak out on him. I'm going to be like, wow, that's really great. He sticks to his plans. That's a green flag. He had friends. He had plans with his friends. Great. And he has friends. Great. Amazing. And he asked me if we could do something tomorrow. Like if I were to freak out on him and be like, oh, that means that you don't like me or this or that. That's crazy. And then I would have to go back to the drawing board and work on myself. Don't ever put anything on hold for somebody else unless there is a ring on that finger and they need you for something. You should not be dropping anything for somebody else they're not guaranteed how mad at yourself are you gonna be if you like missed out on you know a night out or drinks or dinner because you wanted to see this guy and then now looking back three months later you guys aren't talking anymore you're like why the fuck did I do that? You should always be your top priority. You should always be number one. Do not prioritize men who you've never even met before or you've met only a few times because that is just going to breed a really resentful relationship if that person then one day they don't put something aside for you. And if there's somebody in your life who you've maybe been talking to for a little while or you really like and you're trying to avoid attachment to that person, you need to sit back and think, why am I actively trying not to get attached to this person? Why am I keeping this person in my life then? And these are usually the situations where we get involved with situationships. I don't think I've ever been in a situationship. For me, it is pretty black and white. We're either dating or we're not. That's not me trying to sound cool or like I'm trying to be a pick me girl. I truly don't get it. I'm assuming a situationship then is somebody that you act like you're dating. You act like your boyfriend, girlfriend kind of. You see each other multiple times a week. You're doing all these things together, but you're not exclusive to each other. And you're both actively trying to like not date, but do dating things. Like I think that is just the messiest thing. Why are you wasting your time? Why are both of you wasting your time? It's the craziest thing to do all these things with somebody and give somebody so much of your energy who you don't want to be in a relationship with or maybe you do and they don't. Then it becomes the case of why am I keeping this person around then? What am I gaining from this? Are they feeding my ego? Do they make me feel good about myself? Do I have a lack mindset? A situationship can only go on for so long. Somebody's going to get hurt. And the closest that I've come to a situationship is somebody in my life who's been in my life for a while who we are friends and we have respect for each other. And I guess we also hook up, but... I wouldn't really call that a situationship because in my head, it's like, I'm not going to give you my full energy. I'm not going to be like not going on dates with other people either, unless we're boyfriend and girlfriend. I don't give that person the access to all of me. It did come to a point with that situation where I started to feel like I was giving more than I was getting. That's when I had to go no contact. I want to talk about going no contact. When you are in a situationship or when you are in a relationship with somebody where you feel like this isn't going anywhere and this isn't healthy for me and this isn't good for me. If you're crying about somebody multiple times a week who you're not even dating and you shouldn't even cry over people that you're dating, but if you're crying over somebody or if you are having anxiety because they didn't text you, if you are feeling upset because they didn't view your story, if you're constantly seeing if they're viewing your story, like if that's the way that somebody is making you feel, then it's kind of time to go no contact. It's time to to take a step back from that situation and kind of evaluate why this person is like 
triggering that in you. I had to take a step back from a situation when I was starting to feel like this person's using me, taking up too much of my mental headspace. This person's causing me stress. They're making me a little crazy. And I think going no contact is the only way to heal. It is the best way because it gives you that space to grow and to breathe. When I went no contact, I blocked on everything. Blocked on Snapchat, blocked on Instagram, blocked on block the phone number, block everything. So they're not seeing my stuff. I'm not seeing their stuff. It was interesting to see how what I posted changed. I was no longer feeling the need to post certain pictures or certain things or certain places. By blocking them, I was able to like remove my ego, figure out who I am again, get in touch with myself again, focus on my life and not focus so much on what they're doing or what they're thinking or how they perceive me. I'm such an out of sight, out of mind person. I think out of sight, out of mind will do wonders for you if you are struggling with healing and getting over somebody. I fully believe in out of sight, out of mind and blocking. If you're not seeing what this person is doing and if you're not worried about what they're seeing about you, you have just cleared so much mental headspace. It is really hard. The beginning of no contact well, the first couple of days will feel really good. Like, I'm free. And then, you know, after the first week or so, it starts to be like, oh, I like I miss them. I wonder what they're doing. What are they up to? That's when you have to have enough willpower and you need to remind yourself, like, why you're going no contact. Most of the time, they will try to contact you. When you start to feel like, I want to let them in again, it's not because you truly miss them most of the time. It's because you are seeking out that emotion. We will naturally chase after things that we're used to and comfortable with. If you are used to feeling sad, if you are used to feeling rejected, if you are used to feeling anxiety every single day, even negative emotions, you're going to go out of your way every single day to find those things to to feed that and to gain that emotion again. If you're used to this person like spiking your anxiety and all this stuff, you're kind of going to want to go out of your way to like find that again and seek that thrill then it becomes what am I hoping to gain out of this what will be the outcome of this because I've done this before and I know what this feels like do I want to feel like that again so I think it's really important when you are going through this process of no contact to write down your reasons write down your whys write down how this person used to make you feel and decide I actually want better for myself this time around and you have to actively make the decision to want better for yourself and to want to heal every single day there was not a point in my healing process where I wasn't every single day doing something for the better good of myself every single day I've thought about texting him or thought about unblocking him and I could have but I didn't what would that do I've done that before and I really like want to put myself first. You have to have so much love for yourself when you're going through a healing process or, or no contact process. And then when you start to like love yourself properly, you start to realize I never needed this person. You start to like figure out why it is that you attach to that person. When you spend enough time with yourself, there comes a point when, and this is a really good place to get to, and you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe I like let them treat me like that. I can't believe I put up with that for so long. It's an aha moment that you have with yourself. I think in those moments, there were times when I beat myself up because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I let that person treat me like that. But at the same time, it was like I was going through something. <laughs> I was lacking something in my life at that point. I was latching onto that person. By eliminating them from my life, I was able to pinpoint exactly what it was that I felt like I was lacking. And I was able to be like, okay, now I can fix that. And I have fixed that. I've gotten to a point now where I know that I can walk away from the situation and I know that I don't need you. And then 
I think when you get to that point, and that's kind of at the point where I am now more in control of the situation and more in tune with myself where I was like, I don't need him when I don't need anybody. What is it that I want? That's a really powerful point in your life to be. To know that you don't need somebody, to know that you can give yourself everything you need emotionally, physically, but to want somebody, it's like a whole different energy. You have more control when you're in that position because you don't have a lack mindset. You have an abundance mindset. You realize that you don't need a single person to fulfill you. You're not gonna accept somebody in your life who doesn't make you the best version of yourself and who does and add to your life. And in that case, it's impossible to put somebody on a pedestal. The only person who should be on a pedestal is you. I have given myself everything that I want. If there's something that I want, if there's something I desire, if there's a trip that I want to take, I give it to myself. And the more that you do that for yourself, the less you are to accept treatment that is below that. If I would go out at midnight to get myself that tub of Ben and Jerry's because I'm craving Ben and Jerry's, maybe it's raining out. I don't want to go through the rain, but I'm going to do it if I really want it. If my person wouldn't do that for me, I don't want them in my life. When you're in that point in your life, it's a privilege for somebody else to come in and have that honor. It's a privilege for that person to feel that you trust them enough to do something for you. You trust them to let go of a little bit of your independence. When you are such a self-sufficient person and you ask somebody for help, like that's an honor. I'm not gonna put anybody on a pedestal who isn't doing that for me. Can't put somebody else on a pedestal when you are giving yourself everything that you want. Don't be quick to put people on a pedestal. Everybody's gonna be the best version of themselves in the first couple days, weeks, months, maybe that you know them. I think it'd be really weird if I met somebody and it has been weird for me when I've met a few, you know, guys who will immediately put me on a pedestal and think like, oh, because I have a, you know, some sort of following or because I'm pretty, whatever it is. And they immediately put me on a pedestal. I'm like, don't make me feel like I'm too out of your league or too this or too that. I want us to feel like we're equals. I want us this to be like an even you know, exchange. I want this to be fair. It's kind of icky when somebody like puts you on a pedestal very soon because I'm also kind of like, you don't know me, you know, I'm those things, but I have a lot of shit going on. And like, are you going to be able to like handle that stuff? Because it feels like maybe you're only clinging on to the good, but it's like, I also come with some bad. If you're like putting me on a pedestal, that's also making me feel a little bit weird. How am I supposed to live up to that expectation? Putting somebody on a pedestal or somebody else even putting you on a pedestal is like a, a lot of weird, unnecessary pressure that pretty much just wraps it up today we covered a lot of topics so that was probably a lot to digest honestly like i kind of blacked out i love you girls so much i hope you loved this episode please remember to leave a review leave five stars and come back next week i love you all so much bye